Hey everyone, welcome back to the Urban Wrestling Network and of course the 10 Pounds of Podcast. My colleague is actually MIA at the moment at Muffins Martinez. We miss you. But I have someone just as good to my right, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, Bodie. How are you? What's really good, ladies and gentlemen? Y'all already know what it is, man. Like, subscribe, share, all that good shit. 10 Pounds of Podcast. We are back. Like cook, y'all know what it is, man. I don't want to finish that for the little boys and girls that shouldn't hear that. Let's drop some shit on them. All righty. With that being said, NBA Power 10-3 episode. I think it actually was. Sorry, correction. The 10-3 episode. And we kick things off once again with another flawless introduction to the show. And it really set up the themes and it kind of told us what the storylines were basically about kind of moving forward um at least in this episode betrayal revenge and retribution which i kind of think it's kind of nice that they kind of added that added that bet in there for us and um so to get right into it the number one contendership match for the nwa women's world tag team championships kicked off the show and to me this match was really good and by the way natalia markovin taylor rising took on m95 and you know, for me, uh, you know, I, I believed that M95 was going to win this one just because, like, you know, they deserve their rematch that they haven't gotten, uh, you know, to the, they lost about 95. Um, and surprisingly, to me, this was an upset victory because Natalia Markova and Taylor Rising were victorious. Your thoughts on this match, Bodie? The queen of the NWA uh, women's division isn't the women's champion. Markova runs that crowd. That's her that's her crowd. There's no way you're gonna have her and her new partner lose and slow any momentum down that they could have. Now yeah the other girls should have their rematch thing and I don't know why they haven't it's Billy Corgan, you know does some really smart stuff, does some really uh suspect stuff, but Markova dominated this match. This is, if they don't walk out with tag team gold, I'm going to be super surprised because Markova is on another level and nobody is doing what she's doing and nobody commands a crowd like she's commanding a crowd. They're just money right now. And every time that she steps into a ring, that crowd goes crazy for her. That's her crowd. So now I don't, I don't think the, this was an upset. I think that the, the the dog in the fight won. These they wanted it more, and they wasn't gonna have these cats who thought, yo, you know, we're at the top because we just lost it. Yeah, well, you just lost that spot. These girls came in, took your shit. That's their spot. You lost your spot because you weren't hungry enough. Markova to the top. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, to me, the match was, was pretty solid. I just was more so surprised. I really thought they were, we were going to see the rematch at Sound, But, you know, either or, now, that it was a hell of, hell this, of a match. This group doesn't have a name, right? No, they're, they're brand new. That's why, as I said, to me, that's why I said it was up. So their first time tagging, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. I mean, it was basically a handicap match, but, you know. Yeah, it was Markova yeah. versus the two of them. Yeah, because Taylor Rising just got whooped the entire time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, after that, then we had Chris Silva Esquire 
and bulletproof Blake Troop, who I definitely want to see more of for sure. I like the way he talks. Um, he just he has like this type of like intensity level that I, I like to see. So definitely want to see more from him. But he had an interview backstage with Sam Laterna. To me, this was a pretty decent segment. It, it kind of did the job. It gave you a little bit of hype for the match coming up between Chris Silvesquare and Jack Stane. What are your thoughts on it? Um, uh, Blake Bullock, whatever his name is. I'm going to fuck up his name like I mess up everybody else's name. Blake, what's his name? Troop, Troop, some shit? Yep. Okay. That yeah. guy, when you had your work uh, thing and you went away, I talked about him briefly. Um I'm a big fan of this guy. I like what I've seen so far. I think that uh, you're going to see a power game out of him. You're going to see an athletic game out of him. You're going to see a speed game out of this guy. And I think he's the complete total package. Like if this was baseball, he'd be a five tool player. Um, sky's the limits for this young guy. And I, there's, he has like this military thing about him. And I don't know if that's what the troop thing is all about, but he has this gung ho. I'm going to run through a wall if I got to, like, jarhead. I dig this guy, and I think that, like, when I first seen Mims, I was super high on him. He gives me that I'm going to be a force to be reckoned with, like Mims did when I first started watching Mims. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. I just want to see more of the guy because he definitely can talk, and the one time I seen him in, in, in ring, he was, he was doing pretty good, so – Definitely yeah. want to see more of them there. Um, we followed up with a NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship match. The champion, Colby Crino, taken on Matt Vine. And once again, this is where I say that the NWA Junior Heavyweight Division is the best division that MLW has. Uh, it's it. This match was once again flawless. I had no issues with this match. The match was fun. It was entertaining. It was exciting. You know, and, and it really looked like we could be looking at a new NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. So, for me, um, again, Colby Crown did win this match, but the match itself was perfect for me. Uh, what I did like the commentary did touch up on Jamie Stanley being fired by Colby Carino, and I can't really blame Colby Carino for firing Jamie Stanley. All of a sudden, you're putting your title online against your this man, uh, Jamie Stanley's other client, Joe Alonzo. Then he puts you in an awkward uh, tag team match with Joe Alonzo and Homicide, and then the the guy who's refing your match, you just beat his son for the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. I don't know. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of shaky things Jamie Stanley did there, so I can, I, uh, I understand why Colby Carino fired him, man. I don't even like the Carinos. I, I prefer the Mortons, but um, listen, yeah, listen. I, I can't. So there's a lot going on listen, here. Not so bad. You're throwing a lot of smut on Jamie Stanley's name. Like you're really trying to say that he he's doing some uh, shisty shit. That's what you're trying to imply. I didn't say that. I, I didn't. I didn't you're imply implying. anything. If if you if you assumed that, you know what the first three lines of assume are. Well, so if you, you apply that, it, I'm just saying that there are some. No, 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 I'm just saying you're applying that, it on things that Jamie Stanley has agreed upon. That he set up the match for the for that tag team match with Joe Lonzo and Homicide and Kerry Morton as uh, sorry, Kerry so Morton, Morton as special guest referee. Are you saying that he's not putting his guy in positions to make him a better champion, to put him through adversity, to make him be able to withstand anything, to make him the greatest champion of all time? You're what saying I'm that saying is that what he's doing. Now, what I'm saying is that he's putting himself in an awkward situation at Sawind, or, or he was. 
because now you've, you you're you're representing both guys in this match. Who do you try to help out? You have a both. That, that, that doesn't help. Someone's gonna feel jaded. The other. He Who sits do you on help commentary out? And watches one of his clients win. Then what, what do you do with the other one? You prep him to win a belt next. They're in the same damn division. Don't matter. They could go win. You're telling me that one of these guys can't just randomly go after EC3 or 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 Bram or or you know whatever. Mm, I don't know. Man, not yet. Not yet. What we got next? Because no. I'm not gonna allow you to throw smut on Jamie Stanley's name. I'm not throwing smut, I'm just calling it how 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 it is. Anyway, next up we had Markova and the rising promo, which that wasn't bad. Um, kind of it with that, all that really did just kind of give everyone that we can move forward is what that did was just kind of set up, you know, a little bit more hype for the match at Sound. And now we can look forward to seeing what pretty empowered response is going to be. Yeah, but with that you could tell easy. why they stuck these two together because Markova doesn't really, to me, give you much on the mic where the other girl is really comfortable talking her shit. So it looks like appearing to get both over. Yeah. I said, yeah, pre pretty much. So moving forward, Aaron Stevens, probably, which I did enjoy with, with uh, Knox and Murdoch. So Knox and Murdoch, of course, were kind of annoying in that promo segment, but whatever. And that basically set up the Knights of the Round Table table match Even and the table is going to be round the round table isn't round like listen anybody that went to school past like fucking fifth grade it was not a round table it wasn't watch a fucking documentary learn something It's I love history, and I'm not listen. Good old Chef Bowie here, it, you know. History, science, a lot of shit. I like a lot of shit, and I'm not gonna allow some goofy wrestling shit try to make the Knights of the Round Table a round table. What the fuck? It's insulting. To anyone with a fucking fifth grade education, anyone that's been outside their mother's basement, anyone that knows at the age of 40 or 30 or 20 what wrestling is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't put too much thought into it. I was like, all right, this sounds stupid already. Once I heard Knights of the Round Table, I was like, are we going back to mid the medieval fucking Stone Ages? Um, but now it's gonna so it's gonna be a round table, not not a square tangle, a square tangle, a square table, a triangle table, a rectangle table, not even listen. A quadrilangle table. So it's gonna be a round table. The former Aces and Eights member should have knocked the teeth out of um, Aaron Flop Stevens because nothing he's done has worked outside of portraying the Miz 
Aaron Stevens has never got any over doing anything besides trying to be the Miz. He's got that. He's got the BFT people over. What's BFT? Blunt force trauma. And you're saying they're over? Well, with the crowd there hated, so he's doing something right. They're they're not liked, now, and they get a reaction, so it's got to be something. Or is it that they just don't want to see them? There's a big difference. That could be that too. That that could be that too. Would I, I'm not even going to deny that. Maybe that's what it is. But for so far, for what it looks like, maybe they are over. Okay, fair. What do we got next? Because I hope Knox or Nux or whatever his name is annihilates them. I don't Knox, care about a tag Knox. team partner, but the former Aces and Eights member. I hope he puts the beast to him. Well, a good old former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Trevor Murdoch is is it good enough for you? No. I never liked him in his entire career from WWF to NWA and anything in between. Jesus. Nothing. <laughs> never once. He was the guy, I swear to you, if my homies would have been here and you would have said, yo, Trevor Murdoch, they would have been like, yo, you know, isn't that the guy that we used to take specific breaks on? Like if we were going to go get a four, go outside, chill, go take a piss, go make a snack. Yo, they would be laughing right now. Like, that guy still wrestles? I'm, yeah. Listen, I'm, anyway, just, move, move. I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Moving forward, uh, Camille and Tom Vladimir promo slash interview. I like this a lot. Um, Camille, once again, stands out. And... I like the fact that uh, Laterna asked the question, hey, why don't you have an opponent? Someone who's going to be, she filed, denies having an opponent, won't have an opponent, but will be the enforcer for her husband, Tom Latimer, at Sound. Your thoughts? When I, when I first seen her tweet out the, uh, I'm done, I've done everything I've had to do here, I've accomplished everything, I thought she was going to leave and have an opportunity like an AEW, WWE, Impact MLW, like somewhere, right? Then when she said, um, I'm back to being the uh, insurance policy, I was like, oh, okay. She's like, you know, I'm going to be there for my husband. This is, you know, it's this, it's that. But then I was like, oh, shit, you could have done that and had a match. Like, it's, you know, one match, then the next. You could have done both. But then something made me say, well, how come she's not having any contact with anything? And if she, has, if she doesn't take a bump for a little while, what I think it might be, we'll find out if she doesn't take a bump. So if she doesn't take a bump for uh, a, you know, for a little bit, I, I think something might be going on. All right, fair enough, yep. Just, so then we had Chris there. Silvio Esquire. Who? You. You were just Who? like zoned, like... I was listening. Okay. I was intensely listening. Anyway, uh, Chris Silva Esquire versus Jack Stane. The grudge match as it was what it was built up as. And so, the, hopefully this time you were paying attention. Yes, so, sir. By the way, folks, we had take one of this. And, uh, you know, take one got shot down with, with the whole power outage. But when we did take one, I had asked him about this. And he started 
there talking about Tom Latterman. I said, look, look, it was crazy. So thankfully, you know, part one will never come out or take one. Will never well, come out. Anyway. listen, hold on to my defense. The video of Vaughn Miller being at practice popped off. So I started watching it while we were recording. And when you said something, I thought we were still on Bram. And I responded to the previous Bram thing instead of Jax Dane and Silvio. Anyway, it's talking about Silvio here. He did what he was supposed to do, got jobbed. And then what happened after that, I love this though, that, that, that they did this. Um, Blake Chute comes out, they kind of tease kind of it breaking down, and we can look forward to their match at Sowind. Your thoughts? Uh, I mean, they let Silvio talk in the beginning, and I was surprised of, you know, he was talking about the chair and his former colleague over there, and it just seemed like, yeah, all right, I'm <laughs> go talk your shit, get your few seconds, and let's make this longer than it got to be because I'm going to wreck you real fast. And he got pummeled and annihilated. Jax Dane it was legit, and I can't wait to see Jax Dane at Salmon, 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 you know, whatever they call this thing. I think that uh, Salmon. he's going to put some work in. I know what it is, but you get what I'm saying. I think, listen, yes. I like Jax Dane Dolo. I know him from Impact Wrestling, and I, I liked him. He was in a tag team with Crimson. They were like some war hero guys. They were cool. And uh, I just think that this guy's going to just – I mean, he's a beast. Like, if you look at him, he's a freak of nature, that guy. Like, he looks like fucking juggernaut. No? No. No? Okay. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, terrible. Anyway, Joe Kazanza with AJ Kazanza. That was the interview. Yeah, me and me and you both go shrug. Um, it did what it was supposed to. I didn't know I needed to see another match with, uh, what was it? It was for the, what was it called? Hold on, I have it here from last week's show. The NWA, where is it? U.S. Tag Team Championships, yeah. So basically... This promo wasn't shit. Yeah, it really wasn't. All right, next. Anyway, Mims and Zicky Dice, the promo. This is an actual promo. This is good. At least we got somewhere. Anyway, I was really surprised about, like, how well Mims did here. Um... He really held his own, and I think yeah, he had a better promo than Zicky Dice did. If I'm yep. gonna be honest with you, I really, I really do think so. I think he out talked Zicky Dice, which is very hard for people to do, especially in NWA. They don't have that many talkers who can out talk Zicky Dice or even keep up with them. So it kind of leads me to wonder what's gonna happen next week because we still have in my head i still have chris adonis lurking somewhere either after this match is over to challenge Ziggy dice or to cheap shot Ziggy dice during the match and cost them the the us title and they actually give mims like a quick run or maybe it'll, it'll set up a three way at Sawin to where you know the belt goes off of mims but half of me is like Oh, Ziggy Dice is still going to win this match, but the other half is like, well, I don't know now. I don't know. And Mims made some really good points here. Why would NWA so, put the belt back on a guy who 
Well. Mm -hmm. Left the company. Mm -hmm. Because Zicky left the company. Like, he wanted bigger, better. He went to Impact. Did not, you know, they did nothing with them. They wasted them. Um, Mims is here and dominated. Mims has had a really good. I'm a big fan of Mims. I like the kid. I think he's got super, super upside. Like he's not even close to anywhere of hitting his ceiling yet. The one thing with Mims is you didn't know if he could talk like this, right? Like it was the one part of Mims's game where it was kind of a, a gray area. You're like, well, I don't know if he can or can he? Is he good enough to compete with somebody like Zicky Dykes? Just did more for Mims than it did for Zicky Dice. You know what Zicky Dice is gonna do. Zicky Dice is gonna be able to talk. Mims out talked them. And I'm a fan of Zicky Dice. I like Zicky Dice. But Mims out talked them. Mims stole the show. And now to me, this makes you go, well, damn. I didn't think it was, this guy could do that. And now, why would you not put the belt on the kid? He's earned it. You left. You bounced. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, so I said, I'm just. Um, so I would have shaken up to be a. Really, uh, just get back here right now. Well, so remember, this match happens next week. In the main event. Oh, it's No, it, it is main eventing next week. We have less than a week to oh, see that match. Okay. The three of us have to be on. And that's that. why I'm so confused. Yeah, but that's why I'm so Listen, confused because I'm like, if if Mims walks out of there as champ, we're dedicating the whole next show to Mims, and it's going to be the Mims cast. One you two week. can have fun with that. I'm not doing that. You two can have fun with that. I'm not doing that. Um, but anyway, I'm the Mims fan. So He's I'll it. put under One your like, little name. No, I, I will put under your name, Mims's greatest fan, and we, we'll, we'll, leave that, we'll leave that title for it. I'll, I will even put it at the little banner here for you, okay? But I will not be a part of it now. Anyway. All right. I'll see if I convince Muffins to make it happen. Good, good luck with that one. I wish you luck in, in your uh, conquest there. But anyway, uh, main event time for the NWA National Headweight Championship. The man from the Southern Six himself, Billy Silas Mason, the champion, taking on Dak Draper, Mims' tag team partner. And this was a solid match to me. I mean, we all know who was going to win, of course, but this was a solid freaking match. And there were a couple of times where, where Billy was in trouble. And he got out of there. Honestly, I looked at this match and I was very pleased. I, I thought it was a great way to end to, to end the show with their ability doing this thing. So, your thoughts on this match? My fault because I was messing with my two little skull guys. Um, instead of asking me what did I think about the match, I'm not going to do that. I'm extremely biased. Thrill Billy's my favorite in the Southern Six. I'm not even going to talk that. Now, my question to you is. At the end of this, when the three count happened, what was your initial thoughts? When that, that last bomb came down, thoughts were what? Great match. Great match. I can't wait what for the match does it do? I have so many now? questions that haven't been answered. 
For throw Billy? Yeah. It's yeah. showing that we're going to have a dominant NWA national heavyweight champion. And that if you step up, you better not miss. Because the throw Billy is going to take you for a Georgia ride. Okay. Are you. What it is. Do you think right now, after this match and the body of work that you've seen, let's just say since 75, promos, yeah. in ring, everything, would you consider Thrill Billy a top elite talent in MLW? In MLW, what? I mean, in NWA, sorry. I'm an MLW podcast. NWA. Let's say, fuck out of here with that one. Fuck MLW. This is 10 pounds of podcast. Don't get that shit over here. It's it's what I talk, so it's it's easy to think of the name because that's what I talk. But in NWA, is he a top of the I love that you're like, I'm not answering that question. Is he a top of the fucking person? I think, yes, yes. He's top five. Top five. Definitely top five. He's got to be up there at top five, at least. I didn't say top three. Real Billy. Taking names and taking them. Real Billy, if I... Like exactly, and if I had to give you a top three right now, I think he's probably two. He's two for me. EC three than him. He's definitely two for me. <laughs> he's three's not even in my top three. Um, well, he's he's the he's yeah. the, the ten I, pounds of gold champion. He EC three the face of the company right now. He is, but I don't. Has I have I've only seen one two matches from him, and the first one was a dud because it was with Tyrus, and the second one was him beating uh Jay Bradley, and that was so yeah. Um, he's not in my top three right now. I would have to say, top three wise, I think Kent's age right now is three for me. I've seen more matches from her than anybody at the moment, um, since 75, so she's three. And actually, let me move Silas to one, yeah. So throw Billy goes one. Page goes. Page stays at three, and for me, it's it's a tie. But between three people, I think they're all critical right now. Carrie Morton, Colby Carino, Joe Alonso, they have to be up there for two. They're tied. Okay, I'm good with that. But two of those in that in your list are Southern Six guys. Our Southern Six, yeah, yeah. And the so only reason why I put Carrie that. Morton up there, and the only reason why I put Carrie Morton up there was because he won me over not at night one, at night two, when he went against Matt Cardone, was calling himself the face. It was a different character attitude than what we see tonight one. So that showed me this kid can do the whole brash and cocky, but he can also do the, I'm, I'm the man, this is my shit right here. And so I was like, okay, this kid's really got some, some talent here. And yeah, well, so that's why he, he he earned that for me. My my point with, with this was if you look at everyone you named, they're super young. So NWA yeah. right now has such an amazing core to go to that next level with and grow, and they grow with it and keep growing. And, and NWA, sorry, NWA is in such a good place, especially when you got the Southern Six running rump shot in that bitch. Hell yeah. And you know the best person, if you mention MLW, I'm, I'm going to mute you for a couple seconds. We don't. This is 10 pounds of podcast. This is not the MLW podcast. We don't do cover like shit in this podcast. Okay, we cover greatness. 
We do. We cover greatness in the at the ten pounds of podcast. Okay, that's why it's just, that's that's why it's such a heavy podcast. Ten pounds of podcast here. Okay. Yeah, it's why I'm okay. here because I'm the prime time. I'm I'm your coach, Dion. I was about to say, are you trying to say something about some other people here? I was like, eh, yikes, hot takes. I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, when I'm on the show, it's big things happen, right? When you two do a show, it's all right. It's all right. You know, I bring a level of, of fucking amazing greatness every time I jump on one of these things. You too, like you're learning. You're getting I, better. I think, you're getting I think better. you mean. I think. I think you mean amazing grace at this point. That That's what they prayer. sing. When anyway, they see, folks, thank I you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please do as always, folks. Hold on. Leave a like. Leave my a comment. You got your moment screen, in the spotlight. Like, oh, we gave you amazing grace. That's what they start singing every time that my video and they see that Bodie underscore UWN. It's motherfucking greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, the OG Borigo Don Dada, y'all already know what it is, man. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. We hit the 30 minute mark. Well, we almost did. So, anyway, we'll see you guys next week, unless the NWA USA comes back and maybe me and, and Muffins will do another one. Um, but until then, I would I have fun doing these with, with everyone. So from the team, for myself, for Bodie, goodbye, everybody. Subscribe to the UWN channel on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, do we do we have a uh, Telegram? Do we have that yet? No. A what? We do we do it up Telegram? A Telegram? Yeah. There's, there's an app called Telegram. Okay, never mind, everybody. Thank you guys, everybody. Peace out.